Welcome to another episode of Chocolate with a Side of Medicine. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Chris, and I'm joined by beautiful, lovely ladies. We got Amy Jo, MD. What's up, y'all? And then we got Dr. Sunshine. Hey! And unfortunately, we don't have Dr. No-No here today because she's out here saving lives because that's what she does. So Mm we're going to have to push on and do this episode without her, but she will be missed as always when she can't come because she has to save lives. (laughs) Absolutely. Listen, y'all, we making hard decisions because behind the scenes, we're always trying to figure out how to pack these for real uh, full-time jobs in Mm. and do this thing that we love. And trying to get four doctors in the the same same place at the same time (laughs) is like herding cats. Oh, yes. So we're also very much committed to giving you all the product. So you're not coming to our page like, "Uh, where's that next episode? We hear you. We see you. We feel you. (laughs) So we got to let Dr. No uh, save some lives this time. But she will be back. She'll be back. She will. And um, we'll, we'll party with and without her. So, you know. Yes. Cool. yes. It's funny you said with and without her because you know she got bad FOMO. Her FOMO. She does. Bad. She does. I know. FOMO. I get it though because I got FOMO too because all of them know. <laughs> if, if I'm, something's going on and I'm not there. That's you know, true, Dr. Chris. Do, do you know what immediately came to my mind as your I'm biggest sure FOMO? Party. Yeah. <laughs> that was my biggest FOMO. I was so sad. Yeah. She's, I was out yeah. for the count. And I was so sad. And then I'm sitting there and everyone's talking about the the how much fun they were having, all the stories. And all I could do is just sit and smile like. Oh, you know there. what? I know a close number two for you. Not to make you feel bad for the second uh, time you have FOMO. I know a close number two. Which one is that? Remember we were supposed to go uh, on a trip and you got COVID right before the trip? Oh, <laughs> to Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I was so sad. You got COVID right before that big group trip to Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. And we were all good because we needed a test to fly. We all, I think we all, at that time, you needed a, t- a negative test. Yeah. You tested positive. Trying you to tested try to get positive out of town. the day before. And yeah. then I'm sitting there plotting with, uh, <laughs> with Dr. Sunshine. Like, so this was just the rapid. I'm waiting on the send out. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Okay, uh... Uh, boo, like, you got COVID. Right. I'm like, listen, you a physician. You a physician right. trying to I'm rationalize to me why you think your PCR are going to be negative when yes. your rapid was yeah. positive. Right. I'm thinking like, but I'm good. Like, I don't have no symptoms. <coughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> she called me like, yo, I got COVID. I'm like, dang. Right. And it's not so even, sad. and y'all, we were all staying in a house together. Like, we we're all staying in the same house. And she's like, man, how can I make this work? Like, how do I? I'm like, uh, you don't go. Right. You don't, <laughs> right. You don't right. go. Right. I'm on the group chat. I was so I was so sad. Yeah, she had to take her. I, she I, had I to... took myself out. <laughs> she took herself out of the group chat. I was like, oh man. Dr. I was Chris, in my feelings. Poor I was Dr. like Drake. Just missing out on Puerto Rico and all the stuff. I man. was like Drake. I was in my feelings like hard. Yeah, I was I was real sad. It's okay. Coughing, sick. Like I wish I could go, but I there was, was no sick. way I could go. I was so sick. I was so sick. Now <laughs> they they would have stopped. 
Yeah, the Puerto Rico TSA like pause. Like, <laughs> like, um, um, no, you can't get on this plane. Man, You're looking right. sick. I'm like, I'm fine. Why are you sweating? Because it's hot. Right. <laughs> Please, you, this way. you are feverish. Go why, why are you sweating? Was that a cough? Is your nose running? What is happening yeah. right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't mind that. Don't mind right. that. See my passport? No. Straight like, no. up. <laughs> Dr. Chris, you've had you've had a couple of FOMO moments, but it's okay because you're here with us today, which is yes. good. Yes, and there and there are always more moments. So yes, there are always more moments, and I'm gonna just That's try true. to be there for all of the moments. Yes, and you know if I'm not there, you guys are gonna know. Like, yeah, she's gonna wish she was here. Dang, I can still see you when I walk in that bathroom if I close my eyes, though. <laughs> If that was really bad, I just made it to the one bar and then it all happened so fast. It happened so fast. And everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, like, like sunshine. Like, why you, why you on the floor? Why you next? Oh my God. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, y'all. Look, when they told me, I was like, what? Like, I was indignant about it. Like, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. First of all, we just got here. Like, let's talk about it. We just got here here and my drink is on the way. Like I haven't gotten my first drink yet. So there's no way that whatever you're talking about is happening because we just were first up. I'm like, I'm about to go see. They're like, no, 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 we got, I'm like, no, no, no. I need to go lay eyes on this myself because y'all lying. She not that sick. We, um, I'm going to get her a drink now. Mm -hmm. Then I opened the door and I was like, yo, she's done. Yeah, I was. She's done. Got back on the bus. I had Spiked no idea yourself. what was going on. Got back on the bus, fell asleep. Didn't know what was happening. Mm. Y'all could have just left me on the bus <laughs> the whole time. Like, I would have been like, no. I mean, we could have, but nobody wants you to be on the bus. We needed you tucked in, nice bed, comfortable, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Sleeping With a trash peacefully. Can next to you. Yeah. Listen, I would have had no, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I woke up the next day, like, where we at? Oh. It's done. <laughs> right. Well, where the party? party? The party no. is over. Man, it's party over. done. Party done. <laughs> right. Long time ago. Long time ago. Okay. Um, you know where I felt bad though when I started to really feel bad is when we went to Eighty Proof the next oh, day to hip hop brunch with the Bottomless yeah. Mimosas and we were having a grand old time because we're like, yo, three levels. This food, yes, let's do it. I was so sick. You still was green. I was like, damn. Yeah. This is this is. A I know. I, I got high off my own supply. Never get high off your own supply. Come on, New Yorker. I know. I know. I messed up the cardinal rule. I know that. I know that. I messed up. We don't I gotta. We up. don't. We don't gotta bash it too much. We we had a whole episode where we bashed. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay, Chris. It's okay. Because like Amy, like Amy Joe said, there there will be more moments to be had. I know. We nashville it out. We did. You know what I'm saying? We did. I was at I was at the Beyonce concert. I was there. You know, there'll be listen, other weddings, I'm sure. Listen, and I'm we'll good. I'm good for planning a random impromptu thing. So we about to we about to make it happen. Cool. Cause I, cause I will I will catch a flight. <laughs> and Dr. Chris will catch a flight too. That's true. I will. I will. I will. I'm trying to catch more flights these days because I work too much. You do work too much. You need to you need to sit yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, I do. Even so. though everyone here thinks I don't work enough, but I do go to work, guys. Yo, just also do you? Work. What do but you I even do? do? Work. <laughs> You're funny. 
No, no, actually, no, 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 no. I know you. Dr. Chris is definitely working. I do work. Dr. Chris work harder than me. (laughs) Nah, I don't know about that, but I do work. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's you know, it's all different. We all do slightly different types of work. My work day is not is not like your work day. It's not right, right. You know, it is what it is. Listen, y'all, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get ahead of this before Amy Joe popping here. So Amy Joe has been sending me the most like <laughs> in, insane, nonsensical uh, stories of what's happening in the medical field. And I just want to go on the record and say right now that I don't want her to share none of them with you right now. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. None of them? None of them. She's been sending me all these posts about all these people in the medical profession doing wild things. And Yo. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. So I oh, think. This I, is so good. But, I love how you got other ones though. But, 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 but here's the thing. I want to I share something. I want to share something. I'm not even in charge of the trending, but I'd like to share something nice. So um, we're all here for the health of black women and black women pregnancies. I just want to say that Sierra is pregnant yet again. And I'm yes. happy for her. I saw baby it. Number four, baby number four. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm here yes. for it. She posted her whole little video where she was like moonwalking Dancing. and stuff. Yes. That was yes. so cool. I was They're like, so cute okay. together, though. I was like, they okay, Sierra. Mm. I, okay. I am down. I'm like, I'm, I'm, down. I'm over here wishing her a, a happy and healthy pregnancy. And I'm like, okay, baby number four. Right. Yes. She got Future and Sienna and Wynn Win. and whoever this little one about to be. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I'm happy for them. It it, it was good. You don't have to go back and look at what I sent you to make sure. <laughs> There, there were some some ridiculous oh, what you sent ones me? in there. Yeah. No, y'all, there are some there are some doctors out here doing some wild stuff, and these articles wild are getting thing. crazier and crazier. I won't even talk about this one. This one, the one I will bring up because it came up enough that I had to reach out to the to the reps to be like, you have to give me a statement or something because I need it. And so there is a um there's a lawsuit out against Ozempic and Manjaro. Hmm. And they, really? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's a lawsuit out. See, why you um, ain't send me that one? That's interesting. You've been sending me all this other weird stuff. I just knew I sent this to you. No. Um, and it they're suing because they are, you know, claiming that the Ozempic and the Manjaro are causing gastroparesis or paralysis of the stomach. And so oh. um Yes, so that is the that is the most recent lawsuit. So I think the there's a lady, 44-year-old woman, that says she had no issues before she started the medication and then she took it and you know developed a severe case of gastroparesis, which she's not been able to reverse since discontinuing the medication. So of course she's suing. And so now here comes, you know, the lawsuits. Now, um I definitely was like uh hey um novo you you got you got you got something to say you got you want to <laughs> um and so they did they sent me um they actually sent me obviously not me personally mm-hmm. but i got a response like 
like two days later, like, hey, Dr. Jones, just, you know, we heard you want to send it. And so they are um, obviously saying, you know, there's always risk of gastroparesis, that there have been some studies. And I have not had a chance to read these studies yet, y'all. So don't ask me what the study said because I have not read it yet. Like I literally got it today, like in my box. Um, but, you know, of course, based on their study, they are saying that the the chance of gastroparesis is very small. Not that it's impossible, but it's very small. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out um, over the next year because you know it's going to be drawn out. That has not stopped people from, you know, asking for it um, because that that is just going to be ongoing. And then um, one of the other things that became interesting is that my personal company, which, you know, in my city was probably the last of the people that were covering weight loss medicines is not covering it under their insurance plan. So in my state, there is not an insurance carrier that covers it. And I think that the issue is that most other states are following suit. So insurance companies have been dropping their weight loss medication coverage left and right. So if you were lucky enough to have it, I think that that has lasted, you know, as long as it's going to, because we're about to see this influx of, they're going to stop covering it. Here's a problem, like the immediate problem that I see, because, and I don't know the details of how long the patient was on the Ozempic, how many times she was titrated up, her personal medical history either. Right. But when it comes to gastroparesis, if she's, and I don't know how diabetic she is, I don't know what her A1C is, but diabetes itself is a risk factor for gastroparesis. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm curious if she stopped the Ozempic and her A1C went up, and maybe she had a little touch of it before, but now she really has it. How much of that could be due to her health conditions, due to the fact that she might be diabetic versus a medication side effect versus, there's a lot of confounding here. There's a lot of, there's a lot of possible ways that this can go. But I also right. don't know if she was on Ozempic purely for weight loss or for treatment for diabetes and weight loss. I don't, there's a lot of, um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a hard part. And, you know, um, I talk about this a lot that I, it's, it, gastroparesis seems to show up not in my severely uncontrolled diabetic people. Mm-hmm. It shows up in those A1Cs of eight, nine. Yeah. Like it, you know, I, uh, yeah. It can it can happen to anyone with uncontrolled diabetes. I, technically, it can happen to anyone with diabetes. So, you know, you could be really unlucky, have an A1C of 6.5 and still develop gastroparesis. But I think people sometimes are like, well, I'm not as bad. You know, I'm not in the red, right? Like I'm not cold red on my A1C, so I should be good. Should not have any, um, you know, gastroparesis. But that's actually not true. That's not true at all. I've seen it happen real bad in in cases. And then I've also seen it happen in severe cases. But at that point, it's not just gastroparesis, right? They have had amputations. They've got, you know, poor vision, you know, kidney failure. So you, it looks like it's grouped into a bunch of other things. But it's a really, it's going to be a really hard thing to to tease out both in, in the research and in court because who is the blame? Because at the end of the day, technically anybody taking Ozempic or Manjaro should be taking it as somebody who has been diagnosed with diabetes 
who failed their first line of therapy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yes. with you. Yes. Yeah. So, leave, it, leave it to Amy Joe with these Olympic updates. Man, she giving y'all the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. She giving y'all everything. Well, I want people to know, um, you know, they have not pulled it from the market, right? There's not, they've gone back to look at their studies and, and they're looking at, you know, the cases of people reporting it and they're not saying anything. But here's another thing, right? I was, this is what I was telling somebody yesterday. I am sure there is, I'm sure that the, well, I'm sure that the symptoms of like nausea, constipation, or diarrhea are probably rampant, but this one is on the, this is the one is on the patient because they won't say anything because they would rather stay on it with the symptoms than to come off of it. Because I will, every now and then I'll have one that somebody will say like, oh man, yeah, it makes it super nauseous. I mean, that for I'm, I'm nauseous for the first three days and the next four days are fine. So I get around to my next one. So I'll be like, whoa, okay, that's not necessary. Let's just come on off of that. Let's think of another plan. They're like, no. That's I'm not so coming off true. anything. That's so very true. I have that all the time. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm getting nauseous for a couple of days. I'm like, so why are we doing this? Like, we don't have to do this. It's because they really want to lose the weight so bad that they rather deal with the side effects. I've had one patient, she, she, I literally kept talking to her like, we don't need to do this. Like, she's literally needing to take Zofran and anti-nausea medicine every single day sick. Because yeah. she wants to stay on it because her A1C is so much better on the medicines and i'm like you've had side effects with all of the classes of that medicine like it's not it's not for you like we need to stop it <laughs> like why are you doing this to yourself and it's yeah it's so because they're so fixated on losing this the gonna weight, let me lose weight making sure that a1c because it does help with their a1c but it's kind of like yeah it helps you but you can't eat and you're miserable Right. And that's really not the purpose. And some people right. do. Some people get miserable at higher doses. Yeah. Some people tolerate it just fine. Yeah. But, you know, we can find other ways. Like there's other medicines out there. I mean, they all have something, some side effect that we're trying to to avoid. So, you know, if it's an SGLT2, you know, I got to make sure that you don't have yeast infection. Right. But you wouldn't have yeast infection if you ain't have all that sugar in your diet. We're not gonna talk about that. Right. Um <laughs> but you know, there's always something. There's there's lots of ways to approach uh diabetes mm-hmm. and treatment. But you know, Ozempic, <clears throat> Manjaro, Wegovi, uh Saxenda, Trulicity, Rivelsis, all GLP ones. Um they are relatively new dr chris remember mm-hmm. remember when we were first getting the update yes. on saxenda we were residents yeah. yep. so that's how new this is so saxenda was the first thing that came out and everybody was super excited about it but it was a daily injection that's mm-hmm. kind of falling off although i still see people on it here and there but you know these medicines are brand new and they're we're gonna find things as you put them to market so you there's only so much you can study even in a human trial, right? Because you have to keep things controlled so you can make sure that you are measuring correctly so that when you write down the data, you know that everything is good. Then you got to put it, you got to put it to market. Mm -hmm. And so that medicine is going to be put in all kinds of circumstances, situations. It's going to be put up next to different medications, different chronic chronic condition, you know, 
differentials, like everything, right? And so it's going to really get blended and you really will find out like what's the deal. So this is not actually out of the ordinary. You expect this from new drugs on the market, but, um, you know, we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to come off of it though. So that's fine. <laughs> They're not gonna come off of it. They're just like, Mm-mm. give me something, give me something to help the symptoms. Like, <laughs> just okay. give me something to help me with nausea. I'll be I'm like, like oh, why are we using a drug to treat right. the drug? We could just right. come off we of it. We could just come off, but all right. No. <laughs> and the profile is good, right? So, you know, you can drop up to, you know, an estimated about two points in your A1C. That's huge, yes. right? If you had an A1C of um uh eight. You could go from moderately high to get down to within goal. Like it really does do that. I got a few people that are like normalized on the GOP ones, like A1C is like 5.4. Mm-hmm. So it works very well for people who are like using it. They're tying it to a healthier lifestyle and everything. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm here to give it to you if it makes sense. But it was interesting to see this lawsuit come out. So we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of these streets, mm-hmm. uh, Lizzo's out here in these streets getting sued. Oh, yes. I'm a little sad about that. I loved her, her documentary with the yeah. the big girls and the dance. I, I thought it was great. I loved it. I think they won it and it won an Emmy. Yeah. It was really good. And when like she promoted like body, this uh, body positivity, like it, it just seemed like it didn't even have that much drama. It just seemed like, you know, good, like go lucky. Like everyone got along. It was like, it was really nice to see. Why and is Lizzo getting sued? For sexual so, harassment? Yeah. So, um, her dancers, dancers. So she's getting sued for creating a hostile work environment, mm-hmm. um, uh, by some former dancers. So there were, uh, both her and her, um, like captain of her dance team um, are being sued because they said that uh, there was harassment, that there was sexual harassment, um, race, disability, all these things. And I mean, they've got all kind of like stories like her telling dancers, like, you know, being gaining too much weight will get you put off the team. Um, mm. There was like forced per them. There was forced visits, to, like participate in like, strip club visits and some activities that had gone on there and all these things. And that she just kind of created this really hostile work environment. I don't know, but since the lawsuit has come out, then there've been more people that have come out to say, Hey, listen, I wasn't involved in that, but that doesn't surprise me. Hmm. Or there was somebody that um, was, was gonna, was, they were trying to hire I guess when she was filming her documentary and um, that person was like, yeah, I only stayed for a week because it was a mess. So this does not surprise me. So there's something happening in Lizzo's camp and they've got to clean up some things. I don't know. Right. I'm sad because, you know, we've got this woman that's body positive and doing all these things and, and just being fabulous and speaking her truth. And then you see this other side. And I think that that, you know, really like tear is got people torn up. I'll, but I will just say that I think in social media, in social worlds, 
you can only be one thing. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think humans are way more complex than that. Mm. So I think she can be both, right? Like I can, I think she could, she could be somebody that's had a vision to want to do, do good things that wants to make sure people, uh, women who are obese or women who are black and obese are seen as valuable physically and all this kind of stuff. Like you can be that and be toxic, right? You can be both. Um, and so you can, you can, it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, uh, she also works in an environment where the culture is to be abusive to fat black women. So even as you want a thing, you can also learn really bad habits of the industry. Cause mm-hmm. I can't imagine, you know, what they're saying when the women are lining up for the rap videos, like who knows what that feedback is when they're coming in. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's true. Um, you know, it's, I'm sure it's a very cruel world. I think, though, you just were hoping that someone like Lizzo would be really conscious to say, in this environment, this is going to be a safe space. And so I think the letdown is somehow she got uh, she got away from the environment and not only did not make it, a, allegedly did not make it a safe space, and even worse, participated in making it an unsafe space. I think that that's the part that's going to get everybody. So I am hoping that this is an exaggeration, but people are coming out left and right. But what I hope more than anything, that it's a learning experience because she still has a lot of influence, which means you can still do some good work and still continue the work of body positivity for obese black women. Hmm. Do do you think this might be one of those situations where, you know how sometimes people say the hardest people on you are your own people, kind of, sort of? Do you think think maybe this could be a moment where she knows where she stands in the industry and everything she's gone through to get where she is? And maybe she's overcompensating or stepped over a lot of boundaries trying to I don't want to say whip other women into shape, but kind of like, I don't know. I think, or maybe she's projecting some of some of what she has personally, maybe she's projecting some of her own insecurities and emotions of what she goes through in the industry on a group of people who now she has a, a, a position of power over. You, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, maybe. I, I, mean, definitely, maybe I don't know. So, yeah. I think so. I mean, I none mean, of us know her personally, to be real. We don't know her, but... Well, right. I just think that you I like know, to. I like to. I like to know. She seems. I would I love too. To be, I love to pick her brain. She seems like a really interesting person. She does, but I think. She, I think it's like you said. She has this vision of what she wanted it to be, and then it's probably coming off like I don't know. And we it's, have it, these restrictions because it's not like her big. She has big girls. She specifically has big girls. She's not having skinny girls really dancing right but now you have now you have a big girl who has been through a lot on her own Mm -hmm. in the industry in the industry having a a major influence on other big girls right 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 and don't get it twisted even even within this realm of like big girls and and we're seeing more and more of them right beyonce has them on her tour Mm -hmm. um Lizzo has them. Um, I've even seen some thicker girls, you know, with Meg. Even in the even in the space of, all right, big girls, come, let's do it. It's a very specific big girl, right? 
it is a very specific big girl. So they they're not they're not opening the doors for all big girls. They are opening mm-hmm. the doors for the big girls that have small waists, really big hips, thighs, maybe got a little, you know, uh fupa up there, but that's fine because that little bubble gives you that idea. Got a big butt, small ankles. She could have big breasts or not. You kind of go either way for that. But they're looking for Specific, the big yeah. girl that looks like a, a enlarged version of an hourglass, right? And so, mm. but that's not everybody, right? What about the girls that's just long with boobs, or what about the girls that's just you know um, short with you know no butt, right? What about you know, there's so many variations of like what women look like. So the system is still biased now. One thing I will say to, and this goes to Dr. Sunshine, was one of the girls were being interviewed, and I can't remember because you know I was paying attention a whole lot, and then I got distracted. Per usual, but when the right. girl, I know, right. when the girl <laughs> was talking, happens, it was almost like she was kind of saying, like, "Yeah, Lizzo did do these things." I'm not sure if she knew how harmful it was, but she did it. Mm. So also wonder if this is Lizzo getting, you know, too comfortable. We've all done it to some degree, right? And you get burned for it and you be like, see, this is what I get, right? You know, the first time you, you know, from a doctor, first time you have beef with, with an MA, because mm. y'all ain't got a little too comfortable. And then you realize like, oh, see, I got caught slipping. So I also wonder if it's something like that, right? Like in your attempt to be all the way real and, and be open and all these things, you letting people hear your inner thoughts. And some of those you should keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and remember that even in this, even in your space where this is a, you know, a closed space, that it ain't completely safe because these not your people, right? These not your friends. I think, you know, I always say Beyonce and Jay-Z kind of are probably a really good example of people who said it out loud. Like, yeah, we had to, we had to change the circle. We had to shrink it down a little bit because it was too much play coming in and out of here. So um, you know, maybe just knowing like her audience is also a part of the issue, but you know, she still has got to answer the question like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? Because there's too many people, some of her old dancers came out and said, Yeah, listen, I'm glad they're doing it, there's some truth to it, but you know, we just didn't say anything. I'm glad they're speaking their truth, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, because, you know, the bigger you are, the harder the fall. Because, you know, you do this, the bigger you get. That's when all these things usually come to surface. I know. You know, and you know, and then it didn't help. Like, I think like the next day when it really started to hit, um, you know, um, on tour for the Renaissance, Mm -hmm. Lizzo is in her um, Vogue. Mm. She dropped the name. Wait, drop what name? Who dropped Beyonce dropped Lizzo's name from her. When she's calling all the girls in the Vogue. Oh. oh, I see. Yes. I think she put Bod- she took she put Erica Badu twice. Mm. Which sounds weird. I don't think we'd have noticed if she hadn't dropped Lizzo's name. Like, yeah, it'd have been in there. But I'd been like, yo, that's what the song say, Lizzo. I'm just saying. Well, listen, that's wild though. Lizzo yeah. can bounce back. She can. She can. She will. She will. Yeah, she absolutely will. But I, I agree with Amy Jo. I feel like this is a really good learning opportunity for her. Yeah. 
Mind you, the people on the other side of that lawsuit don't see it as a learning opportunity because it's probably going to cost her some coins and it's going to cost her some embarrassment. It's going to cost her a little bit. But again, you get burned, you learn from it. And Lizzo's young. She got a long career ahead of her. so And she's talented. Yeah. And people and have people. bounced back from worse. Girl, right. Doing what young bye. folks do. Just mm-hmm. We just got lucky that, you know, we were not. Think, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be a doctor if I if my 20s existed in social media. <laughs> I man, I don't, I, you know, I right. just the right. things that we, you know, so participated in were so insane. Now, so, the fact that I didn't even know this was a side note, by the way, Lizzo is 35. How about that? Is she? She sure is. Hmm. In addition to that, um, I saw a whole bunch of I, I, all this stuff kept coming on CNN talking about how Made in America's canceled because Lizzo was a headliner with SZA. And I'm like, dang, they canceled lots of stuff with Lizzo. And I was like, what's this lawsuit about? But I never clicked on it. But now here we are. Yeah. Oh, man. Lizzo, if you're listening to this, um, you're 35. Freeze your eggs, girl. That's what oh. I tell you. <laughs> Amy Joe. Listen, of course, of course. I can't do nothing Joe. about the lawsuit, right? right. I'm not but a lawyer, you, but you can help her with freezing her I, eggs. Yes, right. give us some freeze advice. your eggs, boo. If you, mm-hmm. if, if somebody's listening this that knows oh Lizzo, tell Lizzo, tell you, tell Lizzo that I said to freeze her eggs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm never advice. gonna. That's I'm never advice. gonna stop saying that. That's great advice. Look at that. I am um and it was I'm reading I'm reading um Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. Mm. I won't. Because no. Well, it's that's the name of the book, right? <laughs> no, Black I know Girls what you mean. Must... No, I know what you mean. <laughs> and, and in the book, ironically enough, in the book, um the main character is like in the opening having a meltdown because she has just left um the doctor and the doctor's like, yo, you have premature ovarian failure and you need to freeze some eggs like in the next six months. And she's just like, oh my God, I'm 33. I thought I had more time, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, of course I would end up picking it. And I didn't know what the book was about when I first started. It was just that it was, you know, on some black girl reading list. And I was like, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) And so I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm like, that's interesting. So the yeah. fact that you have the time to sit and read a book, I find that shocking. She said she's listening to it. I'm oh, listening to it. okay, never mind. That makes more sense. Because I was thinking that okay. too. Like, I was like, yes. you know, books I read, reading books. I was like, that sounds like she doesn't have time for that. I don't. I can't even envision you reading a book. Listen, started, and you know how much I love books. I love books, y'all. I love books. I, know, I have I them everywhere. The last time I've seen you sit still long enough to have a book in your hand. I don't even remember when that was. Right. Well, one of my good friends uh, put me on Libby, which is a virtual library. So I got me a library card. Okay. And mm-hmm. I can check out virtual books and I can listen to them on audio through my library. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's free, you know, shout out to um, social services. You know, this is why we pay our taxes and we vote for people in office that do things like fun library systems any event that y'all need some, you know, help where you should put your money. Hold on. And I get to listen. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either. I got a real question. A, a real, real, real question. Yes. Before you 
pick the book that reads to you. Do you get to pick the voice that reads to you? No. Nope. What is the if public you, library what if, now? What if you don't like you, the voice? What is the then, voice? Is it a man? Well, is it a woman? Actually, this is a girl. This is a girl oh, okay. who's reading. Okay. Um, but no, you don't get to pick and, the voice. And, and what's the and what's the fee if you're late? I don't know, but I'm turning it on time, right? Because all <laughs> I gotta do is hit the button. I need to know. That is, but, but I had it for like twenty one. Uh, that is very. Real. Why are Why are you already premeditating being late? Because she never. She's not gonna turn it in on time. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know how much it's gonna cost. I, I can imagine <laughs> in high school, Doctor Chris was the person that waited for the amnesty day and took all her late library books in and was like, "Yeah, I can take them now." Because I she had come. She had gone to the point of no return. Like, look. I can't. I can't turn them in now because I the, can't. The fee I don't is even know. Much. I don't even know what a book is. So how much? Dang. <laughs> so so yeah. But yes, Libby is a great app. You know, you can put oh, your zip cool. code in. It'll pull up libraries in your area. And so I created a library card for my local library. Um, I think it's someone so have to go over there and like verify like that it's me, right? Show an mm-hmm. ID and stuff like that. And so. I check books out in my local library and, you know, do that. Like I have one, like get good with money, but I'm on a wait list. Cause I guess everybody's listening to it. So, which is fine. So I was like, well, let me check out something else. And so I will pop it in on my way to work. Um, I'm way home. That's um, so cool. Like just I'm going to set this up. Cause I didn't even know that was a thing. Now I'm excited yeah. about this. That's cool. I'm trying to, um, I am trying to do things that are not always medicine all the time. Yeah. Now this is different because this is fun because we've been here talking about everything. But you realize in between our record our recording, like the only thing that happens is I get up, I go to work, I come home, I continue to work, I work till I'm tired, I go to bed, I get up, I go to work. You kind of get into that routine, and it's just the only thing you talk about. It's the only thing you know, right? There's no creative juices flowing. And the other day, I was like, "Man, I miss my creative juices." And I was like, "Well, maybe your juices are not creative because, well, you don't listen to anything else but patient talk about stuff." You know, I don't even get to, you know, like in these days, because they have you so swamped, you don't even get to listen to like um, medicine stuff, right? Like. Not even a uh uh you know podcast on like medicine, not a CME or anything. So the only time I get to do CME is if I'm up against a deadline and I gotta renew my license or you gotta get your you know your DEA license updated or something. And I'm just like, man, I miss or exploring. You can come to Chicago with me and Chris and Dr. Nono for you know Chris. Mm-mm. I'm going. So I wanted to go because I wanted to complete my um, fellow. I'm gonna get them CMEs. I'm getting them CMEs, bruh. Um, yeah, I can't. And I get a week off work and a week off work in October. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the end of October, I can't go. What's happening? Let let me let me see something. Oh, let you're going see, to see me... Usher. You are so girl. No, has I might go to FMX. I, I'll take a week off and go to FMX. Listen, think about it. Y'all do it. By the way, Usher's new song is dope. Good I'm gonna tell. Let's tell. Let's tell the AFP that the Chocolate MDs are gonna be in town. See if they want us to. Ah, they not gonna. They not gonna have us as a speaker for nothing. They don't. They what? They not. Gonna do that. They not. How to run a podcast, right? How, how to make? How to make? You know how to how to bring medicine yeah. to the masses. Some, y'all gonna give me some serious FOMO. 
I'm sorry. I'll tell you if I'm we going gotta for pitch real, it. No, no, no. We got to pitch it. We got to pitch it for the next one. You know, they already got their speakers for this one. We got to pitch it for the next one. You're right. Oh, and don't I let know, the next one be might be in Arizona or something. Oh, man. Why they always sending us to the middle of America, man? Like, I feel like we get we get one cool city and then it's like back to middle of America. Well, we had D.C. last year. Yes. Oh, that is true. You you were the only one that went, but your husband came with us. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. That is true. I didn't go. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. You missed out. I know. I did have FOMO from that. He talked to me. He He kicking it. You know, yeah, listen, he was like, yo, we ain't got this kind of food in Cali. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a good time. Oh, we did. We had fun. Right. That, that was fun. You know, the food, um, the food, the food in California is too, it's too healthy out here. <laughs> lots, of gr- lots of granola and avocados and stuff. Out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying we to keep you alive. God forbid. God forbid. They're trying to keep right. you alive. They're trying to keep you alive. Eat healthy. Is there a vegetarian option? Is there a vegan option? Is there a gluten-free vegetarian vegan option? <laughs> you know, I I will. I will I will come to Chicago. I don't I don't think the hubs is gonna make it because he's gonna have to work, but he'll be okay. Listen, I put in my little request at the job, be like, listen, this is academic. I will not be here. Figure out what to do with these patients. You have enough time, figure it out, bruh. The girls don't even know what the topic for today is. The topic I don't. Today, I'm like waiting. Like, ooh, what's the topic? What it's not is gonna, it? It's, it? Listen, it's not going to be extensive. It's not going to be long. It's not that involved. It's something real simple. It actually came to me today when I was treating one of my patients. So I want to have a brief talk about the immune system. Ooh. And I yes. want to, I want so to talk. Y'all can understand I wa- y'all see moss. I want to I wanna talk about this because... Whenever we do your blood work, at least in my office, there are a series of blood tests that we order that's part of like a standard panel. And one of the things we order with a standard panel is something called a CBC. It stands Mm -hmm. for a complete blood count. It's one of the tests we order. Keeping it real simple for y'all, the CBC basically tells me two major things. What's going on with your red blood cells? What's going on with your white blood cells? Mm -hmm. The red blood cells are the ones that are responsible for the actual blood that you have in your body. How much oxygen is your body getting? Are you low on blood? Do you need a blood transfusion? Are you anemic? Do you have enough blood for your body to function? Those are the red ones. What I'm talking about today are the white blood cells. Those are the other ones on that test. Your white blood cells are super important. Your white blood cells tell me about your immune system. This basically tells me, hey, What's your immune system doing? And we like this number to be like uh, Goldilocks. We like it to be just right. Because when the number's too low, we got problems. When the number's too high, we got problems. We like the number to be right there in the middle. Now, what does middle mean? I can only speak for my lab and where I work. So where I work, normal is anywhere between 4 and 11. Period. That's our cutoff. 4 and 11. If That's the number generalization, mm-hmm. I think I think four and eleven is probably a, a good mm-hmm. generalization across the board. Mm-hmm. If your white blood cell count, that WBC, if it is below four, that tells me something with your immune system is off. You are not as prepared to fight off bacteria, viruses, parasites, anything. Your immune system's low. Why is it low? I'm not sure. But that number's low. 
your your body your your back you know your your shield is down between four and eleven we're good above eleven if that number gets high it tells me you might have an infection you might have cancer you might have some things going on that prompts your immune system to kind of be on overdrive so high isn't too good low isn't too good we want it just right what's up dr chris well i was just gonna say that you made a big point and say your lab cutoff because you have to also understand certain labs have different cutoffs so yours yep. might be a little bit lower but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem it's just people's the lab cutoffs are just slightly different right so i just wanted to just throw that out there yeah yeah and, and also, Dr. Sunshine is saying, you know, if it's too low, you got an issue. If it's too high, you have an issue. But that does not mean low low and high are don't mean the same low and high in all circumstances. Because sometimes I'll get patients, they'll say, hey, did you see my CBC? Um, it's high. The number is red. It's high. And it'll be like, I don't know. Let's say the cutoff is um, 11.2. It'll be like 11.8 or it'll be 12. And honestly... An isolated um, elevated count or an isolated low count that's like a hundredth of a point off or one point off may not get your your um, doctor's full attention because we could catch you in the middle of things, right? We can catch you making white cells at some point or making red cells. And sometimes in the setting of not looking like you have any infection or anything like that, that number being slightly elevated is not going to trigger a gigantic workup. Right. And sometimes um, I have to say, like in my clinic, sometimes like if someone comes in and they're going to get blood work, but they're getting a vaccine. A lot of times they give the vaccine before they take the blood work. And so then you see sometimes a dip in the white blood cell, but it's kind of like your body's reacting to having the vaccine and it could be other things. So what what I'm saying is that there could be like Amy Jo said, there could be different circumstances to explain why you have slight changes but it not but it's not necessarily alarming right and i'm bringing up this topic because now that you guys have access to all these portals and you guys love to go on these portals and look at your labs and as soon as you see a lab that's a little too high or too low you are immediately messaging your doctor you're messaging amy joe you're messaging dr chris you're messaging dr sunshine like hey doc what does this mean what does this mean what does this mean i a thousand percent agree with amy joe because if I get a white blood cell count, WBC, that's how it shows up on your little your little portal thing. If I get a WBC count and it is abnormal, and if I'm really concerned about it, the first thing I'm probably going to do is repeat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because p- patients are like, oh my gosh, did you see this number? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm like, we'll repeat it. And they're like, when? I'm like, mm, like a month, maybe two, maybe three. We'll, we'll repeat it. Because one isolated elevation or one isolated low number is not, that's not the tell-all of what's actually going on. I might also ask you some follow-up questions. If that number is high, I'll ask you, I'm like, hey, how do you feel? Do you got a cough? You coughing up some phlegm? You got pneumonia? You got a UTI? You know, how's your, like, I'll ask you some follow-up questions like that too, because those do matter. Because you might actually have an infection. That is true. But if you don't have any fevers, if you don't have any fevers, you feel good, all's great. You're like, nah, doc, I feel great. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, then we'll repeat it and we'll see. Now, I will let you know this. If we repeat this number, and a lot of times if I repeat your number, especially if your number is low, if I repeat it again and it's low again, 
then that can actually prompt me to want to do a workup, as in prompt me to order more labs, maybe consult a specialist. Um, a lot of that depends on how I personally feel. It depends on what the patient tells me, because there are certain things that can cause your white count to be low that are in your control, you as a patient, because your white count can take a dip. Number one, if you are stressed, they can take mm-hmm. a dip. Mm-hmm. If you're stressed, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not eating properly as in not getting your daily multivitamins, there are certain things that can cause your immune system to dip. And a lot of those are in within your and, you know, within your power. And some of you may also notice when, especially when you're really stressed, more than likely y'all tend to get sick when you're really stressed because your immune system is just not operating on, on four cylinders. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of the, one of the most common things. And the problem is that when I talk to my patients, they're like, oh, doc, well, I'm all of that. I'm stressed. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating right. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm like, okay, well, then let's give you some time to fix that. And then we'll repeat this lab in three months or we'll, we'll figure it out. Because a lot of times it's not always, oh, my gosh, do I have HIV? Is it leukemia? Is it this? Is it that? No, 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 no. Because yeah. that's what that's what Dr. Google told you you might have, right? It's not always Yes. Mm-hmm. If it's slightly elevated, people will call and be like, do I have leukemia? And I'll tell y'all, um, only because when you see leukemia, you can't forget it. You don't have a little bit of a white count yeah, when you got a blood cancer. <laughs> it comes back like 50, yeah. right? Uh, you're supposed to be no higher than 11. Maybe we'll give you 12 or 13 on a good day, but yours is currently uh 45 or 60 mm-hmm. then we we we're like okay and you typically tend to have symptoms like you don't yeah. typically come in and you're like oh i'm fine and then it's just like that right you're feeling yeah. weak you're feeling tired you're losing weight like there's other things so that's why it's kind of like all of those questions are important because if we see something and you don't have symptoms you know depending on how high it is how how low it is we might not be all that alarmed, but if you got symptoms, then I'm thinking a little differently. Yeah. The symptoms are key. Dr. Chris, mm-hmm. that's a great point. That's a, that that's a, that's a great point because the symptoms, the symptoms will help to, will help to guide us, but the symptoms help to guide any doctor right. across, across the board, you know? Yeah. So I'll touch on this a smidge, but if for some reason we do need to get a specialist involved, that specialist is called the hematologist with an H, heme hematologist and one thing hematologists love to do is draw blood so they're probably going to have you draw a ton of labs probably do some extra labs and blood smears and things to basically rule out all the stuff that dr google told you you might have Mm -hmm. and then ultimately they pretty much take it from there if we're really thinking that you have something really concerning happening with your immune system that's beyond our personal scope another thing i want to bring up here is something that can also affect your immune system also is if you're on steroids um and steroids steroids and that doesn't mean like you know the steroids that athletes take or i mean those two but i mean like even if you take a steroid burst because you have like an asthma exacerbation copd if you're on steroids for lupus or any autoimmune condition any steroids can impact your immune system across the board and that is very very common very much so True. Mm-hmm. So there's other there's other factors and things that can be influencing your immune system, which is why when we see it, hopefully, you know, we're talking to you on the phone and we can go through your labs with you. But we're really trying to rule out the common things first. Like, let's improve your stress. You know, why don't you get some sleep? 
take a multivitamin. Oh, you just had a steroid burst because you had an asthma exacerbation. Cool. Stop taking the steroid. We'll, re we'll repeat it. We'll see where this goes. Everything is not always an emergency and it's not always cancer. That's. Yeah. that's, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. And I think really people really undersell like, um, I was just saying this in my office to a couple people that people really do underestimate what happens to the body when the lifestyle is not good. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're super stressed and you're thus eating poorly and so you're not, you know, seeing the numbers or you're not sleeping well, you know, most of your like, most of like your system repair, system reset happens while you're asleep, right? You start making cholesterols for hormones in your sleep. And so to not get that, that good sleep quality, you're not really, you know, doing any like maintenance, like you don't ever like going to maintenance mode you know how like when you work at a, when you work in an office and they'd be like uh please leave all you know computer devices on because at 12 a.m we're gonna start to run the maintenance check like you never get you never get to run your maintenance check because you're not you know resting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean one of the important questions that i ask patients anyone that I see them especially if we're going through our annual physical i'm always asking you about your sleep and your stress level and how you deal because yeah. all of that stuff is important and they I, and i think people are like okay sleep i sleep okay i guess and i always ask follow questions because it's important you want to lose weight you got to be able to sleep you need True. to sleep you know it's not it's not going to work right if you're depressed and you're sad i'm asking are you sleeping because that impacts it you have anxiety do you sleep you know yeah maybe if we fix your sleep yeah. you might not be as anxious like it's really important. And I don't think people understand like why some, a lot of my patients like, she always asks me about my sleep. Yeah. Cause it's important because <laughs> it affects a lot of things. Right. It does. I feel the same way about stress. And then, yeah. and then when they start asking me like, Oh doc, why are you asking about my stress? I'm like, well, because stress, if you're under a lot of stress creates a hormone called cortisol and cortisol has a lot of effects on a lot of other things in your body which can also impact all this other stuff we're talking about. Right. <laughs> and mess up your immune system and you get sick. Mess up your immune system, raises your blood pressure, increases your blood sugar. Of course, it's all out here messing up everything. So if yeah, you're telling me that you're, it's not, if you're over here like stressed and stressed because of anything, work, family stuff, you taking care of your whole family and, you know, your parents and your kids. And listen, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. and then you ask them, are you stressed? And they're looking at you like, of course, I'm always stressed. I'm like, facts i get it but you gotta find know, right? ways to reduce it <laughs> chris said chris said facts right. like i mean like you got kids you a single mom or like a family husband i mean trying to pay bills you trying to pay like bills you, right you taking care it. of older older um family members right you take care of your parents they're like your extra kids right <laughs> like, it's true <laughs> It, it, it happens. Not extra kids. They are like extra kids because you know they're older and you Yo, know that is such a good. That do. is such a good description. It's extra kids, but not kids that you raise. It's kids that yep. that don't yep. raise themselves. Right, <laughs> right. And you got to deal with them, and you tell them that they can't be by themselves, and they're looking at you, but but I can. Like, and you're what like, you mean? But you, what you mean? You can't live in this house by. But they don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to live with you, so you got to figure it out, right? <laughs> That's stressful. 
and and they only want you to take care of them. They don't want nobody to come in there and help them. And it's just like that's a lot. Like no, thank you. You're right. right. You are so funny. That is that is surprisingly accurate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> especially we get older, the more stress, right? But then, how do you deal with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna drink? Not necessarily a healthy way to deal with your stress, <laughs> but that's yeah, what, you know, coping mechanisms, right? It's funny how this uh, immune system talk has turned into a, a stress talk. And, I know, uh, right? A, sleep, a stress talk, a sleep talk. It's all it's all wrapped in. It's all it's all yeah. it's all wrapped into yeah. it. But I do want you guys to remember that when you get these labs back in your portal, to not jump to these crazy crazy conclusions and don't feel the need to frantically message. I mean, you can shoot a message to your doc, but don't frantically message thinking that you have, you know, this really obscure thing that you googled. Uh, cuz it's probably not true. You know, you might just you might just need to improve your lifestyle, especially if your white count used to be normal, you know, at baseline. You're probably just a little off and just recenter yourself and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have much more than that, to be real. I told y'all I was short. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I think, the, but I think those are helpful because sometimes um, I, you know, by the time I get to a message and it's a question about labs, right? If you didn't, because re- they're scared and if you didn't respond back to it, um in 30 minutes because they're like this this thing is off and i have looked on google and google's told me all these things so do i have cancer like what is it like please get back to me you're like okay so it's kind of nice to have these conversations because it kind you know it helps patients when they're looking at it because you're stressed you're waiting for an answer for me i can't get back to you that fast and so it makes the whole experience like horrible and i'm like oh that's it. Oh, ain't nothing to see here. And they're like, what do you mean there's nothing to see? Like, yeah, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> That's the worst thing patients want Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like worried. that. What you mean you're not worried about that? What does this thing mean in my blood count? And then it's like they fail to read that little part. Uh, all the other things that might be elevated that's not clinically significant. Kind of like don't yep. worry about it. Yep. They don't read that part because... they Because we run this complete blood count and it shows us like all the stuff in the blood but not everything necessarily matters to us <laughs> true <laughs> so they're looking like what does this mean why is this elevated what's my mpv <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm not worried about it so don't worry about it <laughs> and, and you trying to explain it to them like but but it's elevated okay but everything else is good but they're like, if it, but but if it wasn't important, why would they list it? Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's, right. it's, it's it's in okay. everything. Right. Like they're testing all of it. So like, okay. <laughs> and it's in context important. of a lot of context things. Is right. Important. Right. So it's like something. One thing might be elevated, but we look at the whole picture, right? It's not just one thing, and that's why we went to school for so many years because we had to learn all of these things and put it together. And half of true. our half of our learning is to learn when something is not important <laughs> yeah yes that's yeah. true it's yeah. like oh the, no 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 you, i know enough and i am educated enough to know that this is n- a non-issue this is this is not important right i've seen enough urgent things to know that this is not urgent <laughs> that part right and if i'm worried about it i'm letting you know i'm doing something if right? i'm worried you should be worried if i'm not worried you gucci <laughs> Yeah. You know you can't tell your patients that. Well, no. Nah. Nah. Some 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 of my patients I do talk to like that. 
Nah. They trust me though. They be like, they be like, oh, okay, Doctor Sunshine. No, I'm with you. You ain't worried. I ain't worried. Listen, we good. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yes, they do do that. But it's I, so I don't cute. necessarily say I'm worried. I say I'm concerned, right? Mm. I be like, I'm concerned. So you know, you know what, you know what phrase I use a lot. You know what phrase I use a lot. If I'm going over their labs with them, I put them on the screen. I'm like, you know what? This makes me raise an eyebrow, and I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I like that, that too one. much. <laughs> They're like raise an eyebrow. I'm like, yeah, because it's not supposed to be there. Yeah, and another thing, too, that people should <laughs> understand is we look at trends, too. So if one thing is elevated, we'll probably look at past labs to see, well, is this your trend? Is this normally, like, you're low, or is this something new, right? Yeah. That also helps us to determine what what's the next step, or should we be concerned or not be concerned? Yeah, because right? this might be your normal. Right, because some people, yep. their white blood cell count is just a little bit below the normal, and it just is consistently that way right and so therefore we don't do anything and maybe you did have a consult with hematology years ago and they said everything is good right so if all of that is happening you're within that same range i'm not worried amy joe what you got? What you got for the questions, boo? So listen, y'all. These questions. Are y'all see how her voice changed? Y'all see needed. how her voice changed? No questions. It's the question. We have. It's the question. It's the question. What is the question? Uh, Yo, it's the questions. Who ay. is the questions? Ay. Yeah. So. Um. Pause. <laughs> Amy Joe, why you got your influencer lamp on? What happened? Look at you. What you? Look oh at you. no! It was um, and that's that. That's look. That's my screen because i'm not looking at you right now i am looking at our um our spreadsheet with all of our questions oh gotcha and it's okay. giving me a little you know influencer social glow. Media glow i was like oh she turned on her influencer lamp <laughs> right let me get, get into one. it i gotta get one i do i do want to get one though um especially if we go uh live so um don't get your hopes up folks don't do that Dr. Chris going to fight it. Dr. Chris going to fight it. Are we going live? (laughs) Probably shouldn't. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Showing people our actual faces and things. You probably shouldn't. You probably see a little too much from me. (laughs) This is a good question. Somebody literally just asked me this question today Mm -hmm. in clinic. What's the question? Um, The question is, what are your thoughts on colonoscopy screenings versus the yearly poop test? I have to take home each year which is better Hmm. well i'm be real with you if you are a patient and you are not considered average risk you don't really get a choice because you get a colonoscopy as in if you have colon cancer in your family especially if your mom dad sibling had colon cancer you're getting a scope and you're getting a scope early likely Mm -hmm. for the average regular folk Um, I think it's a very, I think it's a very good question. I think that the colonoscopy itself does come with a small level of risk because it is a procedure, but the colonoscopy itself, assuming that they have a clear view of everything is a really, really good way of kind of, you know, it's a very definite way of saying, Hey, we looked at everything. It looks good. Or, Hey, it doesn't look good. We took a biopsy. And I think it's very, um, it gives my patients a lot of closure because they have the scope and they're like, awesome. Somebody looked, this is what they saw. That makes me feel great. When are we doing it again? Some people are like that. 
other people aren't built like that. Other people are like, listen, you're telling me they don't have to go up my behind and put a scope where the sun don't shine. Cool. I don't want to know way. You got a test. I can just kind of make sure it doesn't see anything abnormal, blood, anything like that. Cool. I'll do that. But when it comes to the screening test for the fit test, oh, there's a fit test, there's a Cologuard, there's a couple different types. Um, it is a screening test, which is which does mean that there is a small chance that it may miss some people. Um, but that's with any screening test, not just that one. Any screening test we have, there has there is a level of ability to miss some people, mm-hmm. as in a false negative. So there's right. a pro and a con, and there's also false positives too. So yes, that also can happen. But I mean, in my experience, when uh, people have done the Cologuard, that's when they test the stool, and that one is good for three years. Whenever it's come mm-hmm. back positive, and someone had to do a colonoscopy to recheck to see, there's there's usually a polyp that's present. Yep. So in my experience, I would say I would say that they're both really good tests, high specific uh, specificity, and good sensitivity. But I mean, the colonoscopy is one it's like the only real screening test that we have that if they see something they can clip it and literally prevent cancer from growing right so and if you know they don't see anything you're good for 10 years if they see something depending on what the pathology of that polyp is because not all polyps are cancerous right depending on what it is you know they go in and they they can clip them some more because some people who just have polyps they go back in again and they get more polyps. Yeah. And they have to repeat sooner, mm-hmm. possibly repeat in three or five or seven, whatever they decide based on what they see. That's very true. Yeah. And as far as bad risks, I mean, there is always that risk of perforation where they can, when they go in with the camera, that they can like literally kind of like put a hole in your in your colon. But that's kind of like rare. I don't see that happen very often. Mm-mm, I'm not seeing it. So... So it depends. So it depends on. So I think we we all we say all that to say it depends on where your where your risk aversion is, right? Like some people, especially when the pandemic hit, said, "I do want to get my colon cancer screening. I do not want a procedure. I sent them a Cologuard. All these are FDA approved to be screened to be used for screenings for cancer. It just depends on which one you're using." Technically, you can use the FIT test, which is what you're talking about, the little stool samples they send you home with every year. If you use the FIT test, you just have to repeat it every year. So every 12 months, you'd have to do a new FIT test. If you use the Cologuard, which is the little kit they send to your home, you kind of see, if you ever seen a little commercial, a little box dancing yes. in the swimming pool, I don't know why those match, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> right. Um, but that is the Cologuard. And as long as that one is normal, you do that once every three years. The cool thing about the colonoscopy, it's going to be one of three things every three, five, or 10 years. It's kind of depending on what they find. If they find nothing and everything is perfectly wonderful, then we'll see you in 10 years. Um, if they find a polyp or two, they may say, hey, can you come back in five? And sometimes if they find a polyp of uh, three or four, they'll say, no, come back and see us in about three years and they'll be fine. Either way, um, it's whatever fits your your tolerance, um, your your scheduling, and all that stuff. But the point is, you should get screened. I will also, I usually also let my patients know, especially my patients that have a history of hemorrhoids, um, especially hemorrhoids that are not very well controlled and a history of constipation, that sometimes they can have bleeding from the hemorrhoid and it can possibly make their fit test positive. And then they have to do the scope and the scopes will be completely normal 
with the finding of hemorrhoids, of course, mm-hmm. which they knew they had already. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that can also happen too. Yeah, I think they also said if you um, if you have like a history of like IBS, things then like you that, need a colonoscopy. You need a colonoscopy yeah. and not do the fit test or the colagard for the reason that it could have a maybe a false positive or something, a false negative. I can maybe. believe that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. please, but please get your screening. Right. What's most important is that you pick one to get your screening. This is what I told my one of my patients just earlier today. Because she was like, so tell me what I want to pick. And I was like, listen, you can pick either one. What I'm concerned about is have you been screened, period. Which one you use to screen, Doesn't I matter. don't care. Yeah, I tell that to my patients too. I'm like, I give you the two choices. They're like, which one? I said, it don't matter whatever you pick. All I know is that you live in here with some type of screening option. So figure it out. <laughs> and and we screen earlier too. We screen earlier too. Yeah, we don't screen at 50 anymore. I know older people talk to themselves like, oh, 50, you know what that means? Like, no, no, no. We screen earlier than that. So we screen yes. we screen at 45, y'all. And listen, people, if you do have a first degree relative that had colon cancer, even if you don't remember the age, tell your primary care doctor. Because in most cases, we would screen you 10 years earlier than the start time. So these days, that means that some of you all could be due for your first first colonoscopy at 35. Yep. So this is not for, you know, all of our seasoned patients. Like some people need to have one while they're still pretty young. And so if you're unsure about it, just ask, hey, this is who in my family had colon cancer, do I need to go early? If we as primary care doctors don't know, I I will sometimes where it's like, "Mm, that doesn't qualify, but I hear what you're saying. I will still put a referral into gastroenterology and they can, and they'll know too. Cause I've seen them say, no, I actually want to screen this person. I'm going to do this colonoscopy. And I've also seen them say, you know what? We'll be all right. If we wait two more years until you're 45. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. But thanks, guys, for the question. Yeah, you guys should send more questions since Amy just said they're anemic. Please send us more questions, por favor. Please, and thank you. Thank you. And then that's all we got for y'all. We appreciate it. But listen, Dr. No is not here. So listen, guys, we do need your questions. Please send them. If you do not know how to find us, you can find us on all these internet streets, okay? We have a Facebook page. You can find us at the Chocolate MDs. Um, X, you can find us at the Chocolate MDs. Spill, you can find us at the Chocolate MDs. Instagram, you can find us at the Chocolate MDs. We also have a website, www.thechocolatemds.com. You can ask us questions anywhere. You can send us DMs. You can do all the things. Or you can just come check us out, listen to old episodes, see what we're doing, see you know what topics we're covering, and all that kind of good stuff. And we will go from there, okay? So and keep up with us, Pete. Pete. You can- and yes. you can send your questions to thechocolatemds at gmail.com. Yes. But y'all, you but y'all, know, y'all know we had a Gmail. But you can email yes. them too. You digs. Either way, you need to get them to us. I don't care how they get here. Just oh. get here if you can. Yes. <laughs> y'all have a good night. Or have good a good job. day. Whenever y'all listen to us, have, have, have a good day. Okay. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all.